Welcome, <laughs> friends. <laughs> As we open up the bad movie vault, another time for your podcasting pleasure. I am JP, and who are you? I am eating peanut M and M's, and I am Nud. <laughs> and we're here to talk about the Exterminator, which yeah, is. A film. It is a film. That happened. A film. <laughs> yeah. It happened. It happened in about 1980-ish. It's part of a sequence of vigilante films made around that time. Mm. Death Wish was one with Charles Bronson. Uh, vigilante by Bill Lustig was just called Vigilante. Uh, and this one is uh, The Exterminator, which... Um, me and you had watched kind of back in the day when we were running Clagbag as a website, as I recall. Yeah, it was one of the... Well, I mean, the origins of all this was like, of us three being friends and everything was I went started coming around John's house quite often. We used to just watch bad films, and this was one of the very first ones. To the point where we, were, we wrote reviews, didn't we, for, for it? Yeah, I remember writing a review. Yeah. In fact, I think we both wrote reviews and posted them up like, yeah. as, a, as a point counterpoint. But then generally, generally we both agreed on the same thing. No, so this, this, this film is shit because this film is good because, but they were the same points. <laughs> yeah, and um, I remember the cover, which had Robert Ginty or Robert Ginty's on the top, and it was a sweaty macho guy in a vest, but he had like rock art, you know, like Schwarzenegger arms with a motorcycle helmet on, incredibly greasy with a flamethrower in his hands. Yeah, and I'm thinking, wow, this this looks like a really cheesy over the top action film. No, no, <laughs> and and Glickenhouse, the director James Glickenhouse, I uh, listened to the interview, watched the interview that's on the Blu-ray, and he said that was all the marketing guys that did that. I mean, there's one scene in the film where Robert Ginty wears a motorcycle helmet. Yeah, uh, but not like it appears. And on there the is cover. one film where he has a flamethrower. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a, yeah, there's a moment in the film where he has a flamethrower, but. Um, but this construction for this cover, it's a great, great image. Yeah. Um, and he looks like a total badass, but not really but no, no, no. representative. Because that's not him. No. Mm. Robert Gilly does not have Schwarzenegger eyes. No. Whoever's been photographed he does, he does, that cover he does is a badass. He does have a motorcycle helmet, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does have a motorcycle helmet. We'll get into that. So, um, yeah, so that was the cover. And I remember his name was um, Miss spelt like a typo and that cover and we watched it and um and, and and it's a lot of fun um it's a lot of fun for loads of different reasons but let's kind of get into it it kind of starts in it starts in vietnam i mean it's not vietnam because it's clearly been shot california, somewhere in california. Yeah. <laughs> um but it's but to give it its due it's an explosive opening to the film and i think they sunk about half the budget of the film just on this 10 minute Sequence, mm-hmm. yeah, but when you actually, well, I said this to Scott because he, he was looking, he was reading like he always does when we watch a film, he's got his phone out and he's looking at trivia. Um, you spent half the budget on just that one bit, but when you actually watch it, all it is is one helicopter and some pyrotechnics. Wasn't a big budget, yeah. I suspect it was on the rental not, and the hiring of a pilot for not, a helicopter. It's not Terminator 2, we're talking about here, <laughs> no, no. No. so there's a load of explosions going off and people flying through the air. We're meant to be in Vietnam. We get introduced to what we think are going to be the two stars of the film, but that will end up to not be the case. One of them is the, I think, quite charismatic Steve James. He's a big, butch-looking black guy. Um, 
and I think he comes across as quite a good, quite a good fighter, quite a good actor. Um, he won't be our star, unfortunately. No. Our star will be the guy that he's with. Because he's the guy that you sort of fixate on the first half as thinking, oh, this is the guy to watch. He's got charisma. Yes, yeah, he's got um, some screen presence, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. And another guy, I don't know who he is yet, but the other he, guy, he he's just like a cardboard cutout on screen. Yeah. yeah, the other guy's got a strange blow-wave stroke perm, yeah. even in Vietnam, um, and uh, he's got he's a bit rubber-faced, yeah, and he's just a bit. Like a, like and an old Steve, sofa. Steve James is clearly kind of helping him along, isn't he? He's not. Yeah. He's not really up to the task, is he? Steve James is more the Rambo type, and this is the guy who's his companion who he's going to help get out of trouble. But definitely, if you look at them at the start of the film, you're thinking one's the star and the other one is not. His fodder. <laughs> his fodder. Well, <laughs> you will be wrong, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> Um, so, um, so they're in, they're in, uh, they're in the Nam. They uh, dodge some explosions, and they get captured by a group of Viet Cong and and hauled off to some, well, it's meant to be some Viet Cong camp or something. But it's, it's clearly just three guys, you know, in a bit of desert in California somewhere. Right. Um, they have Steve James and Robert Ginty tied up. Um, and they're asking Robert Ginty some question or other about how many troops there are or something. Well, I think it's the day they're invading somewhere. What day are they invading somewhere and Ginty doesn't know. So in order to get Ginty to spill the beans, uh, the leader of the Viet Cong shows what's in store for Ginty by cutting some fella's head off in uh, a notorious, almost video nasty-esque scene. Um... He cuts off some animatronic dude's head until there's just a flat left and the head's sort of flapping about. I'll be, I'll be honest, it wasn't the worst effect in the film. Thought, I thought it was pretty good. Oh, it yeah. is. Really, yeah. It's pretty good. It's Stan Winston. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So it's Stan Winston's probably first or second job. Fair enough. Um, and I mean, it's quite cheesy because the mouth's moving around. You can see, like, you can sense the gear and motors that are making the mouth and the eyes move a little bit like this. <laughs> but, it, but it looks, it does look decent, doesn't so it? So are you trying to tell me that Robert Skinty's is a Stan Winston effect as well? Because it's pretty much really That's pretty much really <laughs> He's somewhere between a Stan Winston character and a Muppet. He's like a carrying bag half full of custard. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, luckily enough, Robert Ginty's does manage to get himself free and save the day. But, oh, no, it's not him. No. It's the other guy. Yeah. It's the Steve James guy. And he gets himself free, and he saves the day. He slits the throat of one of the Viet Cong dudes mm-hmm. who's got this weird rubber plastic throat thing. Yeah, different, different colour skin. Yeah, different colour And then he falls back, and then he yeah. shoots a couple of other guys, and he rescues Ginty. Uh, the Viet Cong leader, who was um, shot, uh, he's trying to crawl away, isn't he, in the water? Um, but I think Ginty shoots him yeah. in the back. Uh, and then they're off they go, and they rendezvous with the only chopper that the film can afford, with half of its budget. And straight away they're out of Vietnam, and we're in New York. And run credits, and run kind of weird sleazy jazz FM style music we're into the film proper right so what do we think of the opening of 
the exterminator. <sighs> I well, thought it was pretty bland, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, the, the knifey effect, the yeah. cutting the head off bit, which was quite cool. And I say, considering you say it's some half the budget in the opening, it looks quite low budget. Yeah, right. <laughs> it does. It looks it like does. You're right. It looks yeah. like they're acting in front of some potted plants and a black sheet. <laughs> Definitely doesn't yeah. look anything no. like Vietnam. No, how you would imagine it from watching like the Rambo films or anything, does it? No, it no. clearly looks like a bit of scrub in California. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and they've put some. Yeah, like you said, put some ferns up. And it's amazing how much Vietnam looks in no way like Southern California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no. Um, other than that, as an opening scene, it's okay. Other than the fact that you're trying to set up. Like you say, Robert Gintley is an action hero and it doesn't. No, well, he's not, is he? And no. he, he's not in the entire course of the film. Mm. He's clearly meant to be an everyman, mm. but but he's but he's so kind of feeble looking and yeah. imp. Yeah. But you compare him to like a fable, uh, like a fable man? <laughs> he's um, an everyman like um, John McClane in the first Die Hard. Mm. But he's, or, he's got a bit of charisma, hasn't he? And he's, yeah. he's a character. In this, Robert Gintley's just a bloke in the front of the camera yeah. like, <laughs> why is this extra got lines <laughs> <laughs> yeah every time he spoke they called a Hulk because I didn't know what was going on yeah <laughs> so in New York uh, Ginty and Steve James um, I can't remember the name of either of their actual characters Eastman I think is Ginty John Eastman or John Eastman I think it is Eastman like yeah. Mr. E Exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. uh, they both work at some sort of factory on the docks or something, some canning factory or something. Because they don't know what they're doing. Beer is it? Some moving thing. Moving things. No, it's meat based, isn't it? Because later on there's a subplot about. I know there's meat about that, but I'm sure it's beer that they're. No, those guys are trying. They're moving. They're moving one thing to another. (laughs) They're moving stuff from one place to another, and those guys are trying to steal cans of fizzy beef. Is that what they're trying to do? Yes. Right. Okay. Beef. So beer. Yeah. So straight away we're 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 in trouble, aren't we? Because Ginty. Is there's some hoods who are, rough, who are, who are um, roughing Ginty up? They want to steal his beer or his meat or whatever it is. Beef fox, um, and Steve James has to come in and rescue him, which he does, kind of just like he did in the Nam. Yeah. So we're ten minutes in, and already the Steve James character is a better fighter, better actor, but has more balls than I hear. He's just better. He's just all around better. better. Yeah. Um, Ginty. Wants to just shoot Paul and hang out, but Steve James has a wife and kids, so he can't do that anymore. So you get the impression that Steve James' character's moved on a bit from the Nam. Mm. You know, he's got a family now, he's got a job, whereas Ginty is just a bit of a bum. Ginty keeps flashing back to um, the head chopping scene. Yeah. So he does it now and he does it throughout the rest of the film. There'll be moments where he Flashes back to you say flashback. You say flashback, but what it is, the film just stops with some cut editing, and a previous shot of the film from Vietnam happens, yeah. and then it goes back to the film again, and you're like, and yeah, because a lot of the flashbacks are of him, uh, the image of him tied up. So none of it's from his point of view. Yeah, that's the that's the shot of him yeah. being tied up. 
But just from an editing point of view, the film just stops, puts yeah. in a pop up bit of Vietnam, yeah. and then goes back to the film. With, with no effect. So it's like he has a reaction shot to, oh shit, I've just had a flashback or right. something. He's just, I don't know, peeling, peeling bananas. No, the first something. time it happens. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, all right. The first time it happens, he's apathetically just sipping a beer. Yeah. Then he has a flashback, and flashback, it just cuts back to him just drinking beers around, having a beer. I'm like, so that changed. doesn't mean anything to him. No. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to us. Um, he cuts his thumb, then he cuts his thumb on something. He looks and sees a drop of blood, then flashes back to that, and it's like, oh, at that time he cuts yeah. off in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, so then Steve James is he gets set upon by the scumbags that he beat up at the docks, um, and these are your kind of typical late seventies, early eighties warriors style scumbags. Yeah, right, chain, yeah. you know. One of them's got a chain all the time. And, yeah, that's it. You got it. And one and of them looks like a like a giant Frankenstein, but small. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? He's yeah. weird. He looks my strange. Yeah, my he, looks yeah, yeah. he just looks odd. The littlest giant. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they they set upon Steve James and beat the shit out of him, don't they? With yeah. claw, with a claw thing, like something out of... Um, uh, Enter the no, Dragon or no, something. No, I don't know what a gardening trail. Oh, was it a gardening trail? I thought it was a meat hook. We've <laughs> got three different opinions. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Whatever it is, not very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I think I thought they killed him, but they don't kill him. They just um, they paralyze, they just paralyze him. And he ends up spending the rest, the rest of his time in this film with like hundreds of bandages, isn't it? He's like a mummy, isn't he? He's yeah. like. Like, every bit of him except his eyes are bandaged up and he's now in hospital bed for the rest of the film right didn't he finds out about this um, uh, from this guy's wife as well as all sad her husband's all been uh, bandaged up <laughs> sure. and did, as you would as you would yeah. understandably yeah. real emotions going on and real emotions in the film and didn't he go straight from from rubber face to exterminator yeah fascinating Bang! And there's like literally no. It's a jump, and it? it's a jump cut. It's Wax a jump from cut. one scene to him killing Sud- somebody. No, suddenly, no, suddenly, 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 he's got a flamethrower. Yeah. He's somehow managed to catch one of these guys, or some some guy who knows him. He's tied him up, and he's saying he's going to torch him if he doesn't tell him where these guys are, so he can go and sort them out. And that's it. Yeah. Suddenly, it's like a fucking switch has been flicked. It, it feels like, like something's been lost in the editing yeah. room. It's almost like they shot a reel of film and lost it. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like, right. Oh, the thing is, when he's doing this scene where he's sort of torturing him with, you know, like, I'm going to... Or threatening him with a flamethrower, isn't it? He's got no presence. He's not intimidating at all. I mean, I know he's got a flamethrower, but as a person... The thing is, mumbles his lines. You don't see how he catches this guy. And at this stage in the film, really, and then throughout the film, really, you can't imagine how he would have. <laughs> There's a bit later on where he will kidnap someone by knocking him out and then pushing him badly through a window like a goon. Because <laughs> that's about all he's capable of. At this point in the film, you just... Suddenly this jump, where he's now the exterminator, it's a real leap, in it? There's yeah. nothing in the film. It just is like a switch is been flicked. No, yeah. And it happens um, all at once in this film as well. Like, it's really odd. Yeah. The film's leaked. So, yeah. um, so he, he, um, he doesn't torture the guy because he's still a bit of a pussy at this point, uh, but he does get the information that he wants from this guy about where this, uh, where these fellas are, are hold up. So then he goes to sort them out, but suddenly, this is the other thing, and again, I might have missed this, 
he's suddenly got all this hardware. <laughs> he's suddenly got like machine guns and things, isn't yeah. he? He's, big, he's blasting in here with, with big assault rifles and shit. He makes his own bullets and stuff. That's later. He makes his own bullet. He makes his own bullets to sort out the guys that cut up the prostitute. So that's later. Yeah. But at this stage in the film, he's suddenly got loads of hardware, and we don't know where he's got it from, how he's got it. <laughs> he suddenly bursts into this these bad guys' apartment yeah. and starts um, shooting it up. It is a trope, isn't it? Someone who's been in a war seems to, just uh, by default, have a crate full of <laughs> weapons. Yeah. Like, they get to keep them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he sorts out the main guy. Doesn't he shoot the main guy? And he goes, he was just a... Uh, oh, he was, was just, just an N-word. Yeah. Just an N-word. Yeah. And then he says... That N-word was my best friend, motherfucker. Yeah. Isn't that about right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, what you wouldn't do, when someone's poking a gun in your face for um, paralysing your friend, you yeah. wouldn't say, that guy was just an N-word. To the guy who's got a gun Stupid. in your face. Stupid. It just seems yeah. like the most yeah. antagonistic thing you could possibly say. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't get um, it. So but, he kills him. Then he then there's two other guys who I've called Honcho and Unibrow. Okay. And sure. he he ties them up and leaves them in a basement full of rats. No. What he does is he ties them in a basement full of rats, he goes to shoot them both in the head, then he has a flashback of him shooting the guy in the river at Vietnam, and then it cuts back to him walking away. To which point me and Scott were completely baffled. <laughs> Did he shoot the guys in the basement? Because if not, one of two things happened. He either killed somebody in the present or somebody 20 years ago yeah. just now. <laughs> we don't get what just happened. Yeah. What happened movie? You just stopped for a minute to go back to Vietnam <laughs> and you didn't actually show us what you did with the two guys. Yeah. Is that right? Am I yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It just, again, just chucks in a bit from Vietnam. It's almost like you just take a bit of footage from earlier in the film instead of filming something now to save money. Yeah. It's, it's weird, weird, isn't it? It's weird. Um, <laughs> anyway, enter our other main star. Uh, he's a cop played by Christopher George. He's a cop who's too, who's um, he's seen it all. He's tired of life. He's too tired to even act because he's <laughs> pretty much as kind of bumbly and bimbly as Robert Ginty, isn't he? Yeah. He doesn't. He just bimbles through the film. He's not a very effectual actor. He's almost too. I've put that he was. He's world weary. He's too world weary to even act, <laughs> isn't he? He's an actor who's world weary, playing a world weary cop, or maybe he's a world weary actor yeah. playing a cop. I don't really know. Something's going on. Um, anyway, we then go into quite a. So he's investigating the murders of these guys, um, but he did, you know, that's it. We just get introduced to him at this stage, nothing really happens. Yeah. Because then we go to. So Dinty wants some money to give to Steve James's family. Yeah, mm -hmm. because they're they're the main earners now, a mummy in the hospital. So he focuses on um, like a mafia mobster guy. Yeah. Oh, is this why? He does, yeah, this? I was going to say. Can I must be honest to say I didn't actually realise that was his motivation. Yeah, I had I, to go back and watch it again because originally yeah. I thought he was doing it to bankroll his own war. Yeah. But actually, I went back and watched it again, and he does say... I didn't even think that. Like, we were literally like... We thought <clears throat> the film was, in normal films, somebody like the Steve James character gets killed or something, and then the whole film 
is, is Robert Skinney going through the whole film killing everybody involved yeah right? and we thought well, but in this he's he seems, done that but in this he seems to do it in the first he's act going to, yeah. Yeah. so now it's just, he's gone on to another cause which is the his boss being exploited for protection money yeah and he just just takes that on board as a problem and yeah. it just seems to go from problem to problem so like, then he goes to the the cut up yeah, prostitute later yeah. and we're just like we just can so work out 50? what the point of this was yeah we were we're just like, he's just going from one cause to another just yeah. killing people he's just gone full so I, I thought he wanted some money that's why he goes to the house he's trying to steal some money to give to the family and he does say later on to uh, Steve James's wife he says or says to him says to Steve James don't worry your wife, I've given your wife some money and they'll be taken care of. Mm. So I thought that was what was going on, but he knows. Yeah. Anyway, he kidnaps this mobster guy by hiding in a bin. A handily person-sized bin. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny, the guy checks the toilet to make sure there's no one in yeah. it. Well, we there's a there. massive fucking bin. Yeah. I mean, it's so big. We were watching it. it and the guard comes in and checks room first before the boss comes in. And I was like, oh, it's not like he's going to be in that fucking massive bin, is it? And I totally didn't know that one was. And that's what it was. It's just like, it's just fucking obvious. It's this tiny, like, bathroom. Like, a closet-sized bathroom. And there's this, like, human-sized bin in there. Yeah. Massive. It's been takes a bathroom. <laughs> it's quite funny. The guy's taking a slash, and Ginty steps out of the bin. Doesn't he? He takes the lid off the bin, yeah. right? Then he steps out of the bin. Then he creeps around. Like a, seriously, like a munty-faced... Twat <laughs> sneaks around the back of this guy and then he injects him in there. And he's even doing a bit with a needle, isn't he? Where yeah. he's squirting yeah. the needle. <laughs> How does he do all this without the guy noticing he's in the room? Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's like it, it's the tiniest bathroom. It's got one little closet bit for the toilet. Yeah. Then there's and a. Why does the guy feel that he's gotten dressed before he does all this as well? Yeah, he he then injects him and knocks him out. He then has to get him out the window and he does it like a total gimp. Yeah. I mean, he's like, you can barely lift the guy. Can't he? he kind of <laughs> manages to get him onto the window jam and then he just kind of shoves him out of the window in a weird <laughs> gimp moment. And then he... Uh, we then cut to him. He's, he's hung him above a meat grinder, hasn't he? Yeah. And he's gonna fr- he's gonna grind him up. He grinds up some other beef or to something. Show us. Yeah. Just so we, we, the audience, and the guy, the mobster guy, can see what happens in the meat grinder. Yeah. And then he wants the guy's address, so he can go around his and his alarm information where he's safe. He should go and call his money. And he says. Have you told me everything? Because if not, I'm going to be back. And the yeah. guy says, I've told you everything, but we know he hasn't because we know he's got a dog, like an attack dog, as we saw him in an earlier scene. Yeah. He was training. Yeah. So Dinties goes around his house and gets attacked by the dog, but he kills the dog, he like, stabs it with a... Yeah. Dr- like an electric, like um, electric car um, or something. Yeah, car, yeah. Car, nice. Uh, and then he goes back, and we just get a quick scene where he goes back and... Drops the guy in a meat grinder, thing. Yeah. Because he didn't, he did like them, it's And that's it. To be fair, he's he's living, his end of the bargain. Yeah. yeah. He's living by his own code. Yeah. He's got code, you see. Yeah. If, if you exterminate his code. If you lie to me or don't mention something that would have proved pertinent later on in the film, then I'll be back. Um, okay. For some reason, I was a bit... Um, the cop goes to see... Steve James in the hospital or something. So this is another case that he's on, like who who beat up Steve James, and he ends up chatting up Steve James's nurse, yeah. Samantha Eggar's character, yeah. 
And they start a relationship. Immediately falls in love, yeah. Yeah, they fall in love. Nothing to do with anything, is it? There's nothing to do with anything. She's never put in any jeopardy later on. She's not really a plot point in the film. The cop's just having a relationship with almost just to fill a bit more screen time. Um, Meanwhile, we get some scenes of Ginty as a bit, bit, like most of our claggy films, the midsection of this film is really pretty dull. Yeah, he Ginty wanders around the streets of New York and Times Square, walking past saxophone players and transvestites and colourful 70s and 80s characters. You look all lumpy-faced and mopey. Uh, meanwhile, um, a <coughs> prostitute gets burned up by some fatty freak with a soldering iron in some sort of chicken ranch style uh, den well, like, it's uh, quite club it's a bit place. dark though because they're talking about we've hired, we've hired you as a prostitute because I've got a guy back here who's yeah. paying a lot of money he likes to fuck young kids yeah. and he wants a girl to be involved for you to fuck him up the arse yeah, so and it's yeah. like what the hell what the fucking turn Where did this take from <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and it, yeah and it's like two guys two paedophiles paedophile rapists yeah. they're like yeah, we want. Yeah, you're here. You're just here because you're part of the yeah part of what is, gets this guy off. It's like, oh, what the fuck? And this <laughs> guy's a right greasy, fatty, yeah, little fella with glasses and a towel around his waist. Well, the other guy's not much better. He's a greasy little right jacket wearing promo boots. Yeah, agreed. Um, but they burn this prostitute up. We don't really know why at this stage. But what happens in a few scenes later is that she'll be on the street again, and Gin- and she picks up Ginty's. And Ginty goes back with her to some of these hotels that charges by the half hour. Sure. Five bucks a half hour. And there's a weird guy running this hotel. Who <laughs> says oh, my yeah. favourite line of dialogue in the film. Do you want the sheets? Yeah, you want, you want the sheets? Do you want the sheets? You want the sheets? sheets? Do you want the sheets? Do you want the sheets? Or don't you want the sheets? What do you want? He buys he does I want the sheets. He buys the sheets. He takes the prostitute up to it, this room, and um, anyway, when she undresses, she's all beef chopped for yeah. this earlier incident, and she tells Ginty's uh, what happened. So of course, Ginty's got somewhere else to exterminate, hasn't he? Oh. So that's when he fills his bullets full of mercury, right? For absolutely no reason whatsoever, because yeah. <laughs> it's not like they're going to do they're anything. Gonna be just as dead. Whether you're shooting with mercury and when he does, he shoots the when he shoots the fatty guy with the mercury bullets. Nothing happens. We don't see. Mm. There's no benefit. Yeah, it's not. We were saying that at the time. He was doing this. He goes because we watch him in real time make one of these bullets. Yeah, which is painful to watch. Yeah, for minutes. Yeah, and I was like, he's made a whole round of these. Must have taken him eight hours. Yeah, and I was like, wait on a minute. It's just it's still a bullet. Yeah, what's he? And you said, oh, it's because if the mercury gets in the blood, it'll kill them. Like, yeah, 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 but yeah. it's like all the bullet when it yeah, goes into bullet go in, you will kill them. Oh, yeah. Like, waste of time. Yeah. It's not like he's fighting a shark, like no. the Jaws. But the fatty guy goes down pretty quick, doesn't he? Yeah, it's not yeah. like he needs he would a, do. not a lot of effort required, really. Yeah. Even for Robert Skinty's. Even he managed to take him down quite easily. And actually, the one guy, just he just tortures him, doesn't he? The other guy, the other paedophile. You know, cause yeah, because he, 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 he turns up at the club and he says, I've got two kids here, I want to sell you. One of them's six and one of them's eight or something. Yeah. And um, 
So you've yeah. got a Shazam, which do you want for the kids? <laughs> Not even thinking for a minute this might be some form of entrapment. He says, how much what do you want for the kids? He goes, you're really a scumbag, aren't you? He's like, hey, what's the matter? I thought we were just doing a deal for these kids you were selling me. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of weird exchange is that? Anyway, he pushes his way in. He, tor- <laughs> he torches that guy, doesn't he? Well, burns him up, sets him on fire, and then uh, he shoots the other guy who's in there with some sort of gimp lad. He's tied, tied to a lad up and tied to a poor, emaciated looking yeah. uh, bloke. Yeah, get him a sandwich. Okay. Uh, yeah, he needs a sandwich, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He needs some KFC. Yeah, he's been or bum, bum raped a few times. By we can only assume. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> <We can only laughs> assume. You filled in the gaps yeah. there yourself. No, well, yeah. I'm, I'm using the pieces of the puzzle I've got in front of me to <laughs> work out what happened. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so he kills everyone and releases this lad. Then the um, then the cops turn up. Uh, uh, Christopher George's that. policeman turns up, and apparently. We're meant to believe that this, the fat pedo bloke, was the state senator for somewhere or other. Yeah. Like, like that guy was was a state senator. That's what we're, that's yeah, what we're yeah. supposed to believe. Greasy yeah. is that yeah. he was some sort of people had voted for him. Yeah, some yeah. Sort yeah of, I know. He's like one step away from part. Um, what was his name? Um, Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah. Like he's just like the Greek, like the most repulsive looking. He's like man. the most repulsive man in the entire world. But yeah. apparently, I don't know what platform he ran on? I mean, paedophilia and sweat. Yeah, my two main platforms. Reduce your taxes and I'll rape your kids. <laughs> um, okay, so what happens next is, if I can remember correctly, is some granny gets mugged by a gang, right? Yeah, yeah. And then a guy comes. <laughs> yes, this is a brilliant, brilliant moment. Love this. A guy comes up on a motorbike to help oh, yeah. to help her, yeah. right? And and um, he gets off his bike, and it's like he's going to have a set two with the gang, but the gang all run off. But it's like he's willing to. He's willing to. Yeah. Well, they they threaten him. They threaten him with a knife. Yeah. He backs off, but he's he's in the mix, isn't he? He's yeah, trying he to help. Yeah, he's trying to help. He goes over to the to the granny to see if she's all right, and as he's bending down <laughs> to help the granny. Fucking Guinness comes up behind him, pushes a gun in the back of his head and tells him to not move or we'll shoot him. Yeah. What? Yeah. He's just randomly exterminate anyone now. He doesn't care, do he? to nick his bike. But also, yeah. notice that one of the gang members is the guy originally had tied up when it was yeah. the flame was, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you see, the, this is where Exterminator learns that with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> oh, incidentally yeah. as well, hasn't he, point, <laughs> hasn't he been writing to the newspapers and saying I'm the Exterminator? Yeah, but it's barely touched on. They just I mention think, it in conversation. But that's how the word the Exterminator comes yeah. about. They mention, the cop mentions at some point that they've received a letter saying I'm the Exterminator and exterminating things. What's he doing at this moment, the uh, cop? What's he been up to? Is he doing anything particular? He's just going out with the, with the He's just been moving around and sort of half looking for clues. No, he's, he's just going out with a nurse. He showed you how to cook hot dogs, doesn't he? Oh, we have a little, little cooking cook hot dogs, yeah. yeah. Anyway. With live power cables. It's like, yeah, how about this? Dangerous to these, these muggers um, stop at a red light, like muggers do, whilst <laughs> getting away from the scene yeah. of the crime. They stop at a red light. Ginty's... Um, Dinty's turns up. Um, he says, they think he's the guy on the motorbike. So they say to him, I told you to get out of there, friend. And Dinty says, you must be thinking of somebody else, friend. Like he's Clint Eastwood, except he's clearly uh, yeah. not. And then there's a rubbish car chase. 
Like, and it's a really odd car chase. Didn't he? Didn't he crashes his bike like some sort of prize turnip? Yeah. And then there's some really weird scenes where. Um, Ginty is on the road pulling his gun in slow motion while the car is driving around at normal speed and it keeps cutting back and forth between slow motion Ginty and normal speed car. He shoots the car and the car goes off a bridge again at normal speed but all of Ginty's scenes are in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. Well, so me and Nerd, we had this running gag all the way through it. We were saying, like, um, oh, he's just killed someone last week in 1872. Because this time thing, we were saying, that's part of the time dilation of this film. There's something weird going on with Robert Gibbon. Yeah. And like, time just doesn't act right with him. Yeah, so we from that first bit where yeah. he, we could work out if he killed the guys right there and then in the basement or wherever he had a flashback 20 years ago. Like, so did he just kill someone 20 years ago? Yeah. Or just now, right here? Yeah. We didn't, and this sort of stuff happened all the way through the film. We couldn't work out, did he kill him or did he shoot that person all around or did he do nothing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're lying to me, I'll come back next week and kill you two days ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, doesn't he shoot the driver? He shoots yeah. the driver and the car crashes off the bridge. The reason why he gets all the time in the world is slowly in slow motion and whilst <laughs> yeah. being played slowly yeah. um, to pull his gun out it's because they're next to the car like, they has to do like a five point turn <laughs> to get through the yeah. quarry doesn't it so it gets stuck behind a fucking truck or something 50 anyway he walks off like a like a like a hard ass even though as far as I could see he kind of botched every element of that yeah. you know he could have stopped the guys at the red lights but he botched that and he, let him, he turned it into a car chase he crashed his bike so he fucking botched that as well. He almost got run over, and it's only by the grace of God he managed to get a shot off in time. It's only because this film slowed down for him, whilst keeping those guys at normal speed, that he was able to pull a gun in time and shoot the guy. So he walks off like a hard ass, even though he's no action star, isn't he? He's fucking botches it. He botches it. Uh, okay, what happens next? Uh, the CIA turn up, apparently. Uh, and there's some mumble jumble about um, it's an election year, and maybe the exterminator works for the opposition political party who are trying to create some sort of hibbity gibbet about politics. Yeah. <laughs> this is a scene in the film. Don't laugh, dude. It's in there. <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't, Don't laugh, laugh like I made it up. No, I remember them saying, We think you might be working for the other party. I'm like, What? Yeah. And what's this going to accomplish? Why are the CIA looking into it? It's not their job, is it? No, it's FBI. Closest. Yeah, FBI. Okay. Yeah. The CIA asks what Christopher George thinks, the cop, and he says that he thinks you need to take a shit and it's coming out of your mouth instead of the laptop. <laughs> That's his big line of dialogue. I yeah. do like That's him his as a kiss, character. It's kiss-off dialogue. Yeah. yeah. He's... I like his character because pretty much every scene he's in, his only facial expression is to have a grin. <laughs> <laughs> every, even if he's delivering bad news, he seems to have this weird, broad grin on his face. <laughs> well, there's a good reason for him to grin next because it's midnight admission at the hospital. Yeah, and he gets some. Which means he gets some. He gets to bang his nurse friend um, in the secret hospital room of sin. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's called. It's all a bit gross and icky. But at the same time that's going on, uh, Ginties has turned up for a surprise visit with Steve James to turn him off. Because, <laughs> incidentally, there's a scene earlier in the film where, where Christopher George goes to visit the nurse in a different room, but the, but the guy 
on the bed there is also covered in bandages head to time. And I'm wondering if it's some sort of special bandage unit. I don't know <laughs> if they're bandage specialists. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, he asks Steve James if he wants to, to, to be turned off. Yeah, if, if, if you like, blink you, twice. If, if you, you want to stay alive, move your legs. <laughs> Dance if you want to live. <laughs> but clearly he doesn't because he blinks twice. So the Gintys turns him off, right? Um, and then uh, Ginty's leaving and there's an alarm going off because he's the guy Steve James character's died uh, so the nurse who's been shagging the cop goes out to see what's going on and as the cop is getting comes out of the room getting dressed which I think is it's a low yeah. rent it's a low rent move that is <laughs> yeah. a little bit yeah. it's a bit low rent that is um, Ginty's walks past him so this is the first exchange for our two stars and Ginty says hey he flies open, and then he gets in the lift and goes down. And then the nurse comes over and says, uh, that bloke, Steve James, has uh, been he's died. Mm. And he goes, I think that was the exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, How? Yeah. What? Where? Yeah, yeah. yeah where did any of these friends come together? How has he made this massive deductive leap? It's probably all those hot dogs he's been in. Because <laughs> he's done no detective work or police work in this film whatsoever. Very little. But he suddenly worked out that Robert Guinness is the exterminator. And he goes running out into the street looking for him or something. And he's like, why would you, why would you be? Because, I mean, I know. there's no, I know. The, no, the, no point of a sort of gathered that Steve James is the exterminator's friend. And neither is Steve James a villain. So why would he think the exterminator would come for him? It's exactly why yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. Anyway, he goes looking out for him and he can't find him. Meanwhile, the exterminator goes to see Steve James's dead wife. Dead wife? No. <laughs> his wife and says, uh, he's, he's dead. <laughs> and then she just cries a lot. And I was thinking... And, uh, if she doesn't stop crying, he's going to have to exterminate I, I was starting to think that that was what he'd gone there for, was to kill them. I thought he'd gone right off the deep end. Anyone he set eyes on from now on is going to be dead. Um, and then, for some reason, for some reason, the cops decided to investigate Steve James. And he wants to find out who was in Narm with Steve James. And he goes, this guy John Eastman was in Narm with him. All right, it must be him then. Let's have a look. Yeah, it's him. I don't know, how did he put any of this together? It doesn't excite at all. So a bunch of cops wearing lumberjack shirts raid Ginty's house. Um, there's a brilliant bit where Christopher George goes into the room and stand, puts his foot on a coffee table and, and looks and like, hmm, where is this exterminator? Like, he's got his foot on evidence. It's like, it's shit. Um, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that. Anyway, Ginty sees him sees that the cops are in his apartment, so he flees. But bizarrely, he rings the cop and goes, well, I'll just meet you at the docks, mm -hmm. doesn't he? It's like, yeah. it's almost like the film can't be bothered, like, there's no, there can't be, they've got time for a cat and mouse game, we've run out of money, so let's just tie it all up now. So Ginty rings the cop and says, I'll be at the docks. Cop turns up at the docks with a bunch of snipers around to take Ginty out, and they just have a big shootout, don't they? Yeah. They shoot each other. The cop goes down. Ginty falls into the water at the docks. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. And then the final shot of the film is he just washes up on a beach. And then he's all right. 
Right. But the cop's dead. Awesome. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I know that bit at the end. I was like, what? why did... He phones him to say, meet me in the docks, but he's a policeman, so why would the policeman turn up alone? I know. And then, yeah. then there happens to be some other snipers from the CIA, CIA or yeah. is the Mafia? CIA. Um, and then that happens. They shoot but, him. He falls over the edge of the boat, and then they also shoot his car for some reason, just to yeah. add an extra fuck you. But so, but the thing as well was when he says, I'll meet you at the cranes or something, and then anyway, they get on board a battleship for some reason, don't they? Yeah. And it's like he's wandering through, and it was another one of those bullet scenes where I just thought, are they going to go through every fucking room in this ship? I don't know how big battleships are, but it took forever for them to meet, didn't it? Yeah. Literally, it must be, oh, it felt like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's a real afterthought of an ending. It's like we need to wrap this up somehow. Mm. Because at no point has this cop been on his trail. No. Has he? No. He's, he's been a million miles behind him every step of the way until that weird scene in the hospital where he somehow works out he's the exterminator. Which I just couldn't understand. It came totally out of left field. Yeah. But then, then instead of having a sequence where he then finds him using that information... Instead, that he just rings him up and says, "Well, I'm here, so come and meet me." <laughs> and then, and it's almost like, do you see, like falling down? You know, it's almost meant to be like the end of that. But in falling down, Robert Duvall's been following Michael Douglas and, and knows who he is and works out where he's going and he's there waiting for him. Whereas this is just Skinny rings him up. Like, why does he ring him up? What's mm. and there's nothing in the film that says why. Has he suddenly decided he don't want to be the exterminator anymore, or yeah. he wants to add himself in, or he wants to explain himself to somebody, or he just wants to, you know, if he was like, I want my story told now about how Vietnam vets have come back all fucked and society and doing anything about them. Mm. But there's none of that, is there? It just, no. It's just a shootout on the docks and yeah. the cop dies, which was kind of pointless. Yeah. Well, I don't know why that needs to like you say, why didn't he take people with him if he knows the Punisher, if he knows the enforcers? Enforcer? What the fuck am I? What's his name? What's his name, Scotty? Robert Skinny's. The Exterminator. <laughs> what? what film are we watching? What? <laughs> Back up and do your point again. Um, I can't remember what my point was. Why wouldn't he take reinforcements with him? Police with him? If he knows he's going to Because he's not the reinforcer, is he? No. <laughs> he's the Exterminator. <laughs> the reinforcer is a different film. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do we think of the Exterminator? Um, I... Yes, it's less than the sum of its parts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? It's a film for me that we watched with, I watched it with Scott and it was, it was a lot of fun I watched it together again. But the film is just odd. Like, for, for when we watched it, we didn't pick up on the whole money thing being no. the reason why he attacks a mafia. No. So we saw it as just free store, mini stories <laughs> of the exterminator exterminating. Yeah. So the first one was him getting revenge for his mate. Three issues of the exterminator. Yeah, and then, and then he just... <laughs> Decides to go after the mafia because there's something to do with the price of beef. Because of beef, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which was a fucking weird. Oh, what scene. that was about, yeah, yeah. We're having an argument about the cost of beef having to go down by forty cents or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Robert Skinny gets involved in that. Um, and then the next one was about him and the prostitute. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, the end. The cops turn up, meet you at the docks, bang, <laughs> falls in the river. The end? Question mark. Like, you know, it's just, it's just yeah, free, it's like free mini-story, like Creepshow, but with the Exterminator. <laughs> like, free random stories of the Exterminator. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I can't add much more to it than that. I think that 
Robert Ginty is a really strange leading man. He's not he's, a leading man, is he? He's just well, he not. Is. He's, he's just, yeah, but he's, yeah, but he shouldn't be. No, no. It's just, he just doesn't have the presence. He's no, the, he's, he's got the weirdest head. <laughs> he has, yeah. and, it, and that hair doesn't help, does yeah. he? He's got a weird cardboard perm, hasn't he? Yeah. It's like it's he's really one of the fins, not halfway through <laughs> transformation. It's like a mound of badly slot mashed potato. <laughs> In fact, we invented the word beef chopped, yeah. didn't we? Back when we watched this the first time round to describe Guinea's Munty. Well, beef features. chop is when someone just gets killed out of nowhere, like just a, just beef chop, like right. just gets What it. was the word? Oh, was Munty. it? Munty. Munty. Yeah, Munty face. Yeah. That's where he's just like, yeah, just this. <laughs> Unpleasant face for cameras. Lumpy McMunt. Yeah, like a kind of half burnt candle. You know, like, <laughs> like a half melted candle face. Anyway, guys, I've got a little game for you. Do oh, you play oh, there it? we go. Oh, oh, do I like really. Okay. Yeah. So there are there are loads of um, amusingly titled uh, named extras in this film. Yeah. So um, these are the roles uh, of extras in um, uh, in. Um, the exterminator, but I've made some of them up. Right. So what's this so, called? So some of them are actual credits from the exterminator, and some of them are ones that I've made up. And you've got to guess whether they are made up or whether they were really in the exterminator. Okay. In a game that I like to call exterminated or fictional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? Okay, here we go. So here's the first one. Guilty first one. or guilty? <laughs> okay, so here's the first one. So is was this in the film and I'm making it up. So the first one is Chicken Pimp. I would say yes. yes. Um, Ginty. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Ginty. Ginty, Ginty yes. or guilty? Ginty equals yes. Yeah. Okay, Ginty. Okay, yes. Chicken Pimp is a credit in the film. <coughs> is it, who was it? Was it the like, so the, dude? Chicken Pimp was the guy who was buying the kids. Yeah. Right, okay. That was the Chicken Pimp. Okay. Times Square Hall. Oh, yeah. I is know. that made up? Have I invented uh, it? Oh, oh, was don't it in the film? Okay. That just sounds like a bog stand t- um, yeah. credit in a film. It is. It's because I made it up. Oh. Okay. Oh. Next one. Next one. Massive Massage Parlour Jerk. Um, guilty. Is that made up? Or is it in the film? Guilty or guilty? Guilty. Uh, it's guilty. I made that one up. Oh. I made that one up. Okay, next one. Mugged Woman. <laughs> is that in the film or not? So I don't know what to say. Guilty. Now. Oh, I'm going to plead the fifth. Um, uh, Ginty. Uh, is in the film. Ginty. Okay, okay uh, there's a few more of these. Next one is Viet Cong Garrot. Gar- sorry, Viet Cong Garrotty. Garrotty. Um, I'm going to say guilty. I'm going to say Ginty just because you misread it. If you were your own thing, I don't think you would have done it's, it was in the film, the oh, Cong wow. <laughs> I hate this Okay, next one is uh, Viet Cong Fire Gag. Viet Cong Fire Gag. Okay, um, Ginty. Ginty, that is in the film. What the fuck? Seriously? Fire Gag. Okay, next one. Decapitated Soldier. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah, I made that up. Um, I'm seeing a pattern. I'm starting to see a pattern. <laughs> Burping Ghoul. <laughs> yeah, I'd say uh, guilty. Gu- gu- I'm going to say guilty. No, that is in the film. Oh, there yes. is a credit in the film. Burping <sighs> Okay. Sax bum. Guilty. Ginty. Yeah, I made that up, actually. Yeah. So, Nud was right in that case. So, you're going to get that. I see a pattern. Really? I see a pattern. 
Leaf, leaflet man. This is the last one. Guilty. Leaflet man. Guilty. Guilty. It is in the film. Oh, yeah. 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 It is a credit in the film. So you go. So, so the ones that were like ludicrous sounding were in the, were film. In the film. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that sounded like things you see in a film. I made them up. <laughs> you made them up. So <laughs> the ones in the film were things. Chicken Pimp is in the film. Burping Ghoul is in the yeah. film. Viet Cong, Viet Cong Garotti is in the film, one of those are in the film. And I made up stuff like Times Square Hall yeah. and Massage Parlor Jerk. Yeah. <laughs> made all those up. So all the ones that you sound like I made up were real. <laughs> so there you go, a little awesome. game for you guys. Excellent. Nice one. Very good. So anything else to add about the exterminator? Are we putting it in? No, it's a pretty bog standard, like, crapola, mm. isn't it? Like, it's just it's like... <laughs> it's just you know, it's like, pretty standard it's, it's just like it's like filler for your sort of crappy film collection it's yeah. a very ineffectual cop tracking a very ineffectual killer yeah. Yeah. isn't it in, they are both fairly useless so we, we did have a lot of fun watching it together though, didn't we we yeah. did have a good laugh so it's funny that I remember I remember when I watched it with you I, I just remember it being a bad film that we watched I don't remember it being so fun Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a long time ago but um, it's funny because I did see this once before I'm pretty sure it was you that put it on for me John but you I, are I a champion of external I don't remember I don't remember it I did not remember a damn thing in it other than the video cover that was literally the only honest, I don't remember much of it either yeah I uh, say yeah. so we'll probably do this again next year because we'll have forgotten we've done it <laughs> yeah like, like we remembered the ending of Contamination yeah yeah so, um, I couldn't even remember the title of Contamination. Yes. <laughs> I ended up watching about 10 minutes of this with the wife because it happened to be on when she walked in and she sat down and watched a bit of it with me. Right. Uh, and she said, and I quote, what is this shit you're watching? <laughs> I should think it's a pretty good summary yeah. of yeah. Exterminator. Is that on the back of the sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, guys, um, we're going to do something a bit different next time. So this is going to be um, Bad Movie Vaults almost live. So normally what we do with these is that we'll pick a film and we'll decide what we're going to watch and then we'll all watch it and then we'll get together and talk about it. But for the next episode, I'm going to pick a film that I know you two haven't seen and we're going to, I'm going to give it you in the episode. You can have a look at it. Have a chat about it. We'll watch the trailer. We'll have a chat about that and then we'll watch the film. We'll have a chat about that. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So it's going to be Bad Movie Vaults almost live. We'll get together next time and do something a little bit different. You, cool. you guys are in for a treat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you're selling it a lot. I better live up to this. It will. Trust me, you're in good hands. I'm okay. joking. Right. Good stuff. Well. That, that was um, me, JP. And I'm Scott. And Nud. You've been exterminated. And if you're lying, we'll be back. <laughs>